that um, the guys had talked about wanting to have some fans out there and, and you expressed wanting to have some fans out there. So now that it's really happening, you know, what do you think about the prospect? Uh, I'll tell you, it gets your heart pumping. You're getting, you know, it gets exciting. And, you know, it's been a long season of going to empty gyms. And like I said, until you're in there and experience it, which some of you guys have been, you don't really understand what I'm talking about, but uh, God, it'll be just, I mean, we had 11 fans in the la at the last game, and I think it made a difference. So I'm so excited to have an atmosphere. These guys serve it. Comes at a perfect time. They're going to be, you know, hopefully a great college basketball game. You got two really good teams, and and uh, it's neat that we can have some some you know some people get to see this. I'm sure that you would expect that there will be mixed feelings about this. It's obviously going against Central District's health order, which is limiting. No more than 50 people are allowed to attend. It uh, supersedes the governor's order. So you guys are actually defying Central District's health order in order to do that. So it's going to have a little bit of controversy. But, uh, you know, what makes you feel comfortable with, with having those fans in there and, and being around your guys? Well, first of all, I trust my administration. I mean, this was not in my hands. And um, they're, they're not going to do anything that puts anybody in jeopardy. I know we have a huge arena. We can spread people out. We can, you know, people are going to wear masks. And, and like I said, there's, there, there can be so much space between everybody and let's all just be safe and enjoy a, a good night of basketball. And, and, but the, all the political stuff, I, I, I don't know anything about. I don't even know what you, what you said. I don't, didn't know if that's true or not true. I, I have no idea. But it's true. <laughs> I'm not making stuff up. Central District Health Order really is under 50. But um, we know but, that. But why, let me ask you that then. My question: Why then, when I watch some of Bishop Kelly's games, why are there? They're also defying. The, they're also defying the health order. Oh. It's not being enforced. So kind of people are making the choice whether or not they want to do it. You no, know, I guess. Well, I do. You know, like I said, I trust. Uh, you know, I've, I, and the only time we've had fans and I felt perfectly safe was in Texas, in Houston and in, you know, yeah. and I looked around the arena and there was a lot of people there, but it seemed like a, it didn't seem like a health risk to me. It seemed yeah, like a it's, lot it's more a complicated, yeah, 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 it's a it complicated topic. Very, very complicated. I mean, I've got... And, I've got a mom who's immune compromised and if she gets it, you know, her doctor said she'll probably die. So, you know, I don't want to no. bring it home and give it to her. And, and no. you know, I think, so it's a hard and, topic for sure. And, we and, do know. and I think that through, through all this, that, that what you just said probably needs to be the, the understanding that people have and the extra grace people have to each other. Cause everybody's dealing with something different and everybody's in different positions. And some people have, maybe even had the vaccine. Some people have already had COVID. So, you know, everybody's just in different, some people have underlying conditions that you don't know about. And so, yeah, it, it, it everyone's circumstances are different and everyone needs to have empathy for, for everyone else's circumstances. And that includes college to college, you know, I mean, I agree. I, I think what, that's what, good. What, what some people thinks right for them might not be right for somebody else, but it might, you know, but everybody always just fights for their own agenda. And, and that's where, you know, so much problems and, and division comes. And hopefully we can just, you know, have a good college basketball game and people get to enjoy it. And because I know people need some of that, too. They need I, I know our team has been a source of 
entertainment for a lot of people through a lot of this tough times. And, you know, and I found that out, especially like when one of our games gets canceled, it's like, you know, it's, it's devastating to some people. And so hopefully it, uh, the show can go on and it can go on in a positive, safe way. And I, and I feel good about that. I think we do know one thing. It's probably going to be a good game given the, these two teams is history and, and kind of the excitement of what's going on. So, you know, what are you expecting yeah. on Wednesday? Well, they're a great team, no doubt about it. And, and they've gotten better and better as the year went on. And, um, uh, you know, I've seen, I, I've just seen them because you know, I've watched them all throughout the year and uh, they got great players, great coach. And, and, and I think it's, like you said, we've, we've had history of great battles with them and, and uh, you know, uh, they, they've, they've only played one game in 21 days and the, the kind of team they are with that time to prepare that, that, uh, that makes you a little apprehensive. How bad do you uh, hope the 900 sounds like 12,000? Well, I have a feeling it will, you know, I mean, just any, I mean, 11 uh, helped us last game. So I, I, I'm, I'm just excited for it. I'm excited for our guys too, because I think it'll give them a positive juice and just, you know, you want it to be closer to what college basketball has been. And, and, you know, like I said, I got DA who came back for a senior year. And can you imagine the, what the senior would have been like for him? Like, like even this just last game, that's the, the roof would have blown off this place against UNLV. So, you know, that's what they're missing out on. And they've been terrific. You know, we, we always said that before this happened, our job's the same, whether it's in front of one fan or 13,000, our job is the same. And these guys have done a tremendous job of showing up and, and competing and, and playing together and creating energy. I mean, our bench has been our energy and these guys have been awesome. So they, you know, it, it's exciting for me to, for them to have uh, this opportunity to play in front of some people. When the revised schedule came out, everybody looked at these last two series as kind of saying, okay, it's going to you know, maybe come down to the last four games or these two series could decide it. And to, to be here with four, maybe five games left, depending on the Fresno game and control your own destiny still and have first place, you know, be on the line this week. Uh, just, just, you know, you couldn't have asked for much more at this point, I guess. Yeah, no question. No question about that. And, you know, that's why I told our guys, it's a privilege to be in this position. And it's a privilege because of what they've done, you know, by finding a way to win this last game, we're in this position and, and, you know, it's, it's hard day after day and game after game. And, and then you throw in this new situation with back to backers, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole new thing to navigate. And then these, these guys have done a tremendous job to give us this privilege to play these games. What's uh, two other kind of weird things I'm working on, but I'm doing a story on Bob and Abe and, and having to call the games remotely oh. and not be with the team this year. Uh, what what yeah. what can you say about uh, what you think that challenge is like for them, you know, watching a game on TV and trying to broadcast it on the radio and also just what it's like not having them around on the road? Yeah, it, both of it has been hard. I mean, I can't imagine. I was watching, you know, I've been watching a million games and, and, and you're, I was sitting there thinking about that, like how hard would that be to call a game? You lose the emotion. You don't know what's going on. You can't see the, the you know, the plays coaches are moving towards or the players or the substitution patterns and, and all the things that you pick up when you're at the game. Um, uh, so that's got to be just so hard to call those games when you're not in attendance. But the other thing too is, you know, 
what is it? Stockholm syndrome when you're stuck with uh, people for so long, though they become we're their captors and they become part of us. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, cause they travel a lot with us and, and they get to really get to know these kids and, and this team and these personalities and the staff. And, uh, you know, so it's gotta be hard for them not to be ingrained in it. Like they usually are. And my final question, um, I mentioned that Fresno state game, how do you think the league is going to handle or how should they handle in your opinion, all of these makeup games? We saw the Colorado state Nevada series get postponed from yeah. a, from a league's perspective of trying to get the most teams in the tournament and stuff and the bigger goals, how do you hope or what have been the discussions in terms of all the makeups? I mean, I think you, you got to find a way. I mean, that's, that's a problem that I don't, I haven't, you know, sliced into and uh, we're just, we're just trying to prepare for the games and, and hopefully we can get ours in. That's what we care. You know, that's what we're fighting for, but somehow they got to prioritize because some of these games, I mean, that's a big series, Colorado State, Nevada, you, you know, you can't, you can't have a proper um, placement of teams if that game isn't played or if those series isn't played. And so that, you know, that, that is the, that's the hard part is you got to try to maybe prioritize, I guess. I don't know how you do that uh, to figure out which games you can make up because you, you got limited time and, and, you know, resources and all the things that have to go into it. Leon, I say Nemish Kata. What first comes to mind? Oh, uh, maybe uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is the versatility he has to impact a game. I think if you would look at him, you'd think, well, it's just, you know, scoring on the block and it's just shot blocking. And, He's doing so many other things for that team, and uh, what a great player he, he's he is. And you know, uh, so I, I, maybe the versatility that he brings to a to a basketball court that, that that's uh, surprising maybe to to people that haven't watched him uh, is all the things that he can do. He's a really good player, and you know, he's seven one. I mean, that kid is is big and mobile and, and makes so many so many plays. Uh, that you maybe wouldn't see out of a guy with his size. Speaking of that size, when you're going up against a guy like that with his blocking ability, what's the biggest key to success offensively in the paint? Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, he patrols that thing really well and protects the rim, and he's a difference maker. We played against him, you know, for a couple of years now, and we know what an impact he can have. That's a that's easier said than done situation. You see, we saw ACOT's minutes keep going up and maybe Dennis's are coming down a little bit uh, in terms of the point spot. Is there, is it status quo in terms of the starting lineup? I know you said the last four minutes is more important than the first, but how do you kind of look at the, the, the group of five that you've been rolling with a lot lately? Yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, hopefully that, that that's the thing that, that if, if we're coaching good and our minutes will reflect who's playing the best. And hopefully, I you know we have a good enough feel for that. Sometimes you know it's matchups, and sometimes it's position uh, run a little bit. But you know, you got to get the players that are playing the best out there on a team like this because you know what do we have like seven guys who have scored twenty points or something like crazy stat like that 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 you guys came up with. But it um, it's true, and so 
that that's the challenge that you, that I go into every night. They're like, okay, I got to get a feel for who's really playing well and not just scoring. You know, there's, there's a lot of other things that go into us winning that, that have to be done. And, and so we have to try to have a great handle on, on who's, who's, who's got it that night, who's playing their best, who has the best matchup. All those things are factors in, in, uh, uh, getting the guys minutes, but you know, then it creates this new challenge too. And then you saw that at the end of the game that all of a sudden your ACOT's taking the ball out of bounds on our get it in plays. And he hasn't been the one doing that. And so, you know, now you you're doing something that maybe you haven't practiced as much as you need to practice. And so it's all, you know, the, I tell Dury, they got to, you got to move that Rubik's cube around and, and whatever lineup we have, we got to be able to run stuff. We got to be able to, run the stuff that works for us. And, and that's a challenge because all of a sudden, Hey, we have, we have two, three men, one point guard and, and two, four men out there or something crazy. And you're like, uh Oh, how do we run? Uh, how do we run this player? How do we run that situation? And in both offense play and defensive. So it does, it creates a, it creates challenges. You mentioned Kata, but you know, for them to lose Sam Merrill and some of the guys they did and not miss much of a, much of a beat. Uh, what are you seeing overall from, from Utah State this year? Well, they've done a great job with that. And, you know, I mean, people talk about that. Well, we lost, we lost the 51st pick in the draft, too. You know, that's that's the guy's pretty important. It was pretty important to us for four years. So, yeah, that, you know, because I, I, I do. I hear people saying that over and over again. They lost Sam Merrill. They lost Sam Merrill. Well, we lost Justinian, too. So both teams have done an amazing job of putting themselves in a great position after losing – you know, some great players Two, you know, two of the better ones in the history of the mountain West. Think about that. That, that is pretty crazy. Is it any more satisfying that you get to have fans against Utah state when they're the, the team in the league that gets to have fans themselves and may have played a role previously in the Idaho center thing, not happening just the way it's worked out that you do get fans for these two games and the importance of these games to have fans. Is that, make it any more sweeter? Uh, BJ, didn't I just have a talk with you about giving grace, extra grace during this time of COVID? And <laughs> didn't I just have that talk with you? Well, I mean, if you had to pick a game for first place or a game with another team in the league, that's not as important, I guess, wouldn't you, you're, you're glad you're having fans for games of this magnitude, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Cause it adds to the, you know, it adds to the experience, not only for us, but for them. I mean, shoot, there's nothing better than going on the road and the fans. And I mean, it, it's awesome. So it, it absolutely, it adds to the college basketball experience. And that's, that's what, I, you know, I'm most excited about. Coach RJ Salveson from 106 and the fan here in Logan. Uh, the bench play for the Aggies has been phenomenal as of late. Wondering what you could give me your thoughts on Ashworth and Fonzo and, and what this bench has been able to do. Well, they're great players, no doubt about it. And they make a huge difference. And, and I think that's, you know, when you look at our team and when you look at their team, it's probably two of the biggest keys of why we're both, you know, sitting where we're sitting, playing for a, a championship, both of us, because we've got, a good players in the starting lineup, but that's not only it. We've got both teams have great players coming off the bench that, that make huge differences and give, give both teams huge lifts. And, and I guarantee they wouldn't be where they are without that. And we wouldn't be where we are without the ones we have coming off the bench too. And so, you know, that they've got a situation where they've got more than five starters, just like us, no doubt about it. 
And then I wanted to ask about Justin Bean. He's, I mean, they, people talk about Kettle up. I feel like Justin Bean is just as versatile and just as impactful. What have you seen out of him? True. Absolutely. And he's, he's, uh, we put it really good the other day that he like one of the hardest guys to keep off the glass, one of the best energy guys in the league and, and just a great basketball player. I mean, the guy that's getting, you know, he's every time you look, he's a double double. Like you can almost pencil that in every single night. And that's what a great thing to be able to have on a team. Thanks coach. Yep. Has someone made sure that John Anderson is going to get his ticket? Because I know he's going to be over the moon about this. I'm pretty sure he's a member of Bronco Athletic Association. John Anderson, is one, of those, John Anderson is one of those guys that you just don't even worry about. Like, he shows up wherever it's happening. It just ends up like, wow, he's, he's unbelievable. Like, on the sideline of every football game, and, you know, he's throwing out the first pitch. He's uh, everywhere, you know. It's – yeah, uh, Pope walks yeah. out on. It's like that joke. The Pope walks out on the balcony, and the guy next to me says, "Who's that up there with John Anderson?" <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be overjoyed. I know. He recently uh, he recently obtained my cell number, so I've experienced plenty of conversations with him. Of He's late. the best. I still promise you, it wasn't me that gave it up. I'm going to ask him though. I want to find out. <laughs> Willie, you like that joke, don't you? That was too good. That was too good. If I see him tonight, I'll show him this clip. <laughs> yeah, show him that clip. That's the best. Isaac or Jeff, uh, either of you guys on the line have a question? Yeah, I was going to ask um, how the, the layoff between games is going to affect teams and what – I guess you guys haven't dealt with that as much as other teams, but what do you think about the layoff for the Aggies? I, I think there's different kinds of layoffs. Because I've had friends go through the one where they're shut down and they can't practice. And, and I think those really, really can affect you. Um, the kind where you just don't get games might have some effect. I don't know. But that ability to be able to practice, uh, you know, and, the, you know, there's some there's some rejuvenating effects that you have. Because, I mean, we've played six games in about the last 18, 19 days. And that, that has an effect. No doubt about it. That's hard. And four of them, four straight on the road, Those are, that's that's difficult. But a team like that that's really, really smart and well coached, you know, you know, I don't I'm not fired up about giving them 12 days to prepare for us or wherever it's been. You know, that's that's to me that that seems like it'd be a, a pretty nice advantage, especially for a smart team like that. Any last questions? Well, maybe you could just clarify the timeline. When did you become aware that this was going to happen with the fans? And I know it was obviously public what you guys were trying to do last week, but did you think it was done? Did you secretly know this was still a possibility? Did this kind of surprise you this morning? Did you find out? Or I don't know, just what, what how did it all go? I need more of a Larry King question there, BJ, please. That's a lot of things for me to answer. What was, give me, simplify that for me. When did you find out you'd be having there? There we go. That's good. Yeah, I found out this morning, and uh, it was interesting because you know I know my I know the administration all the way to the top has been doing an unbelievable job of trying to get this accomplished, and so I've really been hands off of it because obviously we got we've been running around and have some things going on, and uh, so these guys just they you know they are both 
school administration and athletic administration has just been battling to try to, you know, to, to try to do this in a way that it would be enhance the call, you know, the basketball experience and enhance the student athletes experience. And that's what it's about. And, and, you know, for me too, it's about, you know, the, these, these boosters that are heavily involved with our program and, and, you know, a lot of them I'm real close friends with them. We, we miss having them there and we want to be able to give them that opportunity to see this team that, that deserves to have fans there and they deserve to be here and all those kind of things. So, you know, I was fired up for it. I was so excited. It, it got my heart going a little bit. So I know if it, if I, it makes me feel like that, I, I can't imagine what it's going to make the players feel like. You may not know this. Maybe Walsh is a better person, but do you know if the band or cheerleaders is included in that? Or I believe the band is. And what about the cheerleaders, Walsh? Cheerleaders are. I talked to one of them today. Great. We're expecting you to be there. We're we're working through details with testing for the band. Okay, but band and cheerleaders is tentatively the plan. That'd be great. Yeah, that'll feel like a college gym. And if the drummer can't make it, you can fill in, right, Leon? That's right. Yeah, I got that. I'll do what I have to do. No question. All right, Rachel, did you have one last one? No, I was just going to say thank you. I know this is kind of one of those topics that's not always easy to discuss. So thank you for at least sharing some some empathy on it. I think that's good. I think that'll be a good thing for people to hear. Well, I just, I don't know that much about it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I trust our health people. I trust our administration. And, I don't want to try to be an expert at something that is way, 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 you know, way above me. And as far as, you know, I think that's happening too. Too many people think they know everything about uh, this because of stuff they've read and stuff they've heard, but they maybe don't. And they'll have to be open to, to trying to learn more and, and listen to the experts too.